This is Colby, and you're listening to our podcast. Colby, tell him like a joke or something. <laughs> My life. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> Okay, when you found it, say word. What was it? First uh, John 1, verse 5. So we're going to read over the next several weeks. We're going to do all of First John, all of Second John, and all of Third John. Now, First John's only like a handful of chapters. Second John's only one chapter. Third John's only one chapter. So John, when he's writing his letters, he's writing to Christians, and he's saying that it matters how you live your life as believers. That what this book has to say will affect not just your relationship with God, but will affect your horizontal relationships as well. And so living a life that is in the light will affect your fellowship with believers and even non-believers too. So let's read, uh, I'm going to read the first few verses for us, starting with verse 5. It says, nope, missed my place. Word. <laughs> okay, it says, this is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. It says, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, then we lie and we do not live out the truth. That was one of our verses we just did. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice. Some of y'all's Bibles say propitiating sac- or propitiation for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. Look at verse 7 again. This is like the the hinge that the whole chapter or whatever that we're going to be reading starts at. It says, if we're going to walk in the light, who is the light? Okay, the light is Christ. So if we are walking with him, if we are living a life as he would, being light, it says then we will have fellowship with one another. Obviously, it'll increase, it'll help our relationships. But it says, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now, if you're walking in the light, that also means that you are making it so that you are exposing your life to others. And being open and being honest. And when that happens, it allows you to be purified from your sin. If for no other reason, well, you need to confess it to Jesus, but also... Um, when we are when we're open about who we are and our struggles, there is something that's that's cleansing about that and allows us to get past some of these sins. And as we do so, it says in verse eight, it says if we claim to be without sin, as if if we act like we have everything together, 
We're fooling ourselves. We're lying even to us. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. When we had the, like right now, you can't really see the glow sticks glowing as much. But when we had the lights out, could you see the glow sticks? Yeah. If I, if we cut off all the lights and held out some glow sticks, you would definitely be able to see them from Big O's. If you are in a dark place, such as some of your schools, and you are letting out this sort of light, it's extremely visible. Do you think that it would be as effective if you went to the I went to the light sec the lamp section of Home Depot this week. Do you think that's a great place for your glow sticks? No. No. Some of you, God is going to call you to dark places. He's going to call you away from places like this. Okay, guys, and we have a couple of testimonies um, about a couple of women. One of them in the Bible, one of them, one of your friends. And so uh, we're going to see that lived out, the difference between walking in darkness and walking in light. So, Abigail, if you can come up. So as Josh just read First John, um, kind of the thing for my message is, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So my topic is darkness and light. Um, so the definition of darkness is the partial or total absence of light and the definition of light is it stimulates sights and makes things visible or it illuminates. So like you can pretty much tell what that means. My original question for tonight was we fall into darkness because but I got to thinking about my testimony. I started, you know, writing it out. And I was like, man, I didn't fall worth crap. Like, I walked into my darkness. And um, I walked into my darkness fully knowing the depth of what it would do. Um, fully knowing the cost of my sin. Uh, to say that I walked away and turned from that darkness and straight into Jesus' arms would be a, a, the farthest thing from the truth. Um, I ran into the darkness. Um I was walking blindly in the dark because when we walk in the dark, just like being in a cave and New Frontiers, it's all it's all black. There's no vision, there's no direction, um, and we will all walk in darkness. Uh, as Josh was saying, um, one way or another we're all going to fall, and um, we're going to fall, we're going to walk, but it depends, like, if we don't have a light where we're at in that darkness, like, like even some source of light. You're going to just fall bad. And, like, when you're falling, you're going to grasp onto anything that you can find. Um, I was grabbing in the dark, catching hold of everything I thought looked good, even if it wasn't. Because Satan comes and he, he takes us in our darkness and he twists it to make everything look like light. So I was grabbing hold of everything I thought looked good. I was hurting everyone that I cared about and I was hurting myself. Um, Although those couple of months were the worst thing my family has endured, I would not ask God to change any of it now. Um, the hurt that I caused everyone I loved, yeah, I would change that. Um, but what basically God shouted at me, the lessons he gave and the life-changing love, grace and mercy he showed me, I would never take that for anything. Um, also, like when I came out of this darkness I was in, when I was starting to take those few steps of faith into like, the light and searching for the light, I wondered why I went into it so easily. 
why I like why me being such like a church going chick, you know, like why I would be so engulfed in what I was engulfed in. Um, God showed me that I had no true foundation. God showed me I was ashamed. And I was angry at God for putting me in that darkness. Um, Matthew seven twenty four, it talks about how uh, the man fell because he didn't have a strong foundation. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So when the rain falls and the floods come, when the winds blow and beat on us, we got to have a strong foundation in Christ. So we will, like I did so easily, be tricked into Satan's schemes. How can we have, like, I always knew this, and I always read this in Sunday school, but how, like, how can we have um, a strong foundation in Christ when we don't truly know or have a relationship? Because I can go to church, and I can read my Bible, and I can pray in Sunday school, and I can pray for my friends, but in reality, like, if we don't have... If we don't have, like, if we don't know God, like, if we don't know Him, then we're, like, we have no foundation. And that's what I found out. And it, it hurts, guys. It hurts when, when you, when you fall in the darkness and you realize, holy crap, my whole life, like, I had no relationship with God. Um, it's kind of strong when Jesus tells you that you didn't, you didn't know me. Um, what I had to do was literally force myself to get in the Word and pray. Um, something that Mom said while we were all sitting around on New Year's Eve, it was me and Hope were sitting there, we were like bawling our eyes out. And Mom was like, I was like, man, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to. Like my heart tells me that I don't, I don't want to follow Jesus. I don't want to do this because the heart is deceitful. And um, she said, well, sometimes you gotta take action before, before your feelings and your emotions line up. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. I got nothing left to lose. I'm sitting here. So I tried it, and let me tell you, it works, man. I've never, like, when you put actions and you just keep doing something, finally it, it, like, gets to your head or something, you're like, holy crap, like, this works. So that's what I had to do, and it wasn't fun the first few weeks, like, waking up early. But God's good, and He gave me a desire to want to have a relationship with Him. He showed me the joy of knowing who I am in Him. He showed me how much more content in life there was in just spending with Him. And I still trip up as we all do, and like someone is, it's just like God's grace and His mercy is ever giving, so He really, like, it, like I don't feel bad if I don't read in the mornings, or like once every morning, like, I, I don't feel bad, I just like God, like, He just like redeems me, ever like, He redeems like, when I mess up, He's always there. Um, so, the other thing was, a sh like, shame, so, I know when I do bad or act out of character, I feel ashamed. Whether you feel like you have sinned or not, First John 1.10, as Josh read, says we all have. The word Satan in translation, which Josh told me the other day while we were meeting, literally means accuser. So um, I was ashamed of the things I did, the people I hung out with, the stuff that even came out of my mouth. Satan used my shame and guilt as a marvelous trap. And what I mean by that is once you've done something, and I mean, it doesn't matter how bad it is. Like, to me, what I did, it could be, like, the worst thing in the world. But, like, to you, it may be, like, something like, oh, whatever, man. You know, I've done way worse than that. So everybody has a different scale of what they think's bad. Like, obviously, I'm going to think my sin's worse than Haley's sin because I'm the one that did it. So um, I would put up a mask of faith, 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 fake faith in 1 John 1, 6, it says about that. And uh, my foundation, that only made my foundation weaker. Um... God would reach out to me in obvious ways, but Satan would tell me things as though I should be ashamed of what I've done, said or done. 
an example of genuine faith is Second Corinthians four two, which I'm not gonna go through that, but like it's if you need to read it because it, like, that's an example of genuine faith. And my word for this year was genuineness, and so well not this year, but last year was genuineness, and so like I went through the Bible and kind of like tried to get the verses of genuine, and I thought it was really cool how like everything like that really happens. It's like it comes from genuine faith, you know, like something big in the Bible. Um, but when I let go of the lies and shame, uh, God gave me pure joy and a feeling of freedom. And like, it's not just a freedom of, you know, whatever. It's just like it's just like you feel good. As Isaac was sharing last week, like he felt free, and you could see it all over him. He felt free. But um, God gets joy also from seeing us be living in freedom. And Third John one four it says, "I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth." Um, all this darkness I had in my life um, at the time, the question I had was why? Why did I have to go through all this crap? Why such a loving and generous God would put me through that? And the answer I was given, which is really hard, but it was, I was, God basically shouted at me through a video that Isaac um, showed me. It was, I gave you a choice. And uh, God gave me a choice to follow him or walk in the dark, just like he gives you guys. Um, he gives us a choice to love him. Or to walk away from him. And uh, no one wants to be forced to love anyone. I once read when I was Googling this. I once read that like. If everyone was trapped in the Disney world. Which everybody loves to go to Disney world. If everyone was trapped in Disney world. We'd all be dying to get out. Because nobody wants to be forced to go anywhere. Um, and that's why. A verse that shows God's love. Is 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Um, the verse talks about. God providing a way out. So we can endure it. And I thought it was amazing how God gives us choice to choose light or darkness. And if we walk into darkness and turn our backs on Him like I did, the second that we desire light, He comes and He like helps us endure it. He picks us back up. Um, for me, God gave me my parents to bring me away from the darkness I was in. He showed me love and grace during the times when my whole world felt like it was falling apart. God gave me times of light and hope when all inside me was dark and hurting. God was active in the darkness I chose to be in because He made us and He knows we we're worth more than the filth of this world. First um, John 1 9, it says God is light and it talks about how God comes in light just like Josh just read. But God redeemed me from all my sins and all the sins to come. And I didn't really realize what redeemed means, but redeemed literally means to pull away from. Like He took me out of that darkness. And um, at the time, I hated it. I hated being torn away from my darkness. I hated being torn away from my sin because I liked it. Um, and it took so many people talking to me and praying for me and everything to finally realize that, like, man, I was in a bad spot. Um, as the verse talks about, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I saw God cleanse me from my unrighteousness by completely removing me from a place that put me in the darkness in the first place and then working from there. And I haven't got it all figured out now, but it's all genuine. And I'm thankful God saw two people in me, like Isaac was talking about, the filth of the flesh I am and my heavenly potential.